Hi, I'm Gian Gill from Below the Bar Podcast. I'll be using this podcast to pick the brains of various athletes and entrepreneurs from the health and fitness industry. This is all as I continue my own journey of self-development and understanding how to gain that physical and mental edge to succeed in life. I'll be talking to and challenging some exciting guests who have all pushed their physiques and minds to the very limit in search of success and well-being. And hopefully we can all learn a little something along the way. Join me for each episode as I look to talk to some exciting and fascinating guests, all who have inspired me on my health and fitness journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe and stay tuned. Gully, welcome to Below the Bout podcast. First of all, how are you? How's things? Uh, are you in training camp at the moment? Are you ticking over? You got any exclusive news for us? Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just locked in, focused in camp right now. You know, hopefully get some fight news coming in next week. You yeah, know what I mean, so um, yeah, I'm just focused right now, just staying locked in, staying in the gym. You know, what I mean, I'm ticking over, ticking over. You know, yeah. how it is um, well, to be fair, my camp is all th- throughout the year, so like I just stay in the gym constantly. I don't really take really any time off, okay, unless I'm having rest days or anything, but. Even on Christmas Day, I was grinding. So, like, it's one of them things where I just stay focused, stay locked in, and stay ready for whatever comes my way. Okay, no, sounds good. But yeah, looking forward to the uh, to the fight news. And you're saying that's next week? We should, yeah, we, we should, should find more. out. We should find out next week. Hopefully, that I'd say latest next mm-hmm. ten days, but definitely should be next week. Okay, yeah. all right, good stuff. Well, yeah, thanks again for for coming on the podcast. Obviously. Um, Myself and everybody knows you as um, Gully Power, the uh, professional boxer. Yeah, yeah. Seven and O, uh, flying the flag for the seat community. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to get to know you at, on a bit more of a personal level. Yeah. Get yeah, inside yeah. your mind, which I find fascinating from from the perspective that you seem very tunnel vision. I think there's a there's a goal that you're going after in the pro game, and I don't think anything's going to stop you when it comes to to reaching that goal. So, yeah, I want to find out a little bit more about you on a personal level uh, and a mindset level. So let's go back to the the very beginning. So growing up, what what were you like? So I know you're 21 years of age now, which is still pretty young um, from a boxing perspective. But, yeah, growing up, what were you like? What were you like at school? What was your your friendship group like? And how did you first get into boxing? When did you first step into a gym? So uh, when I was younger, I was just like a, a very hyper kid. I was always active, um, just one of them kids that just wanted to do so many things at once, you know what I mean? I was always ex- mm. experiencing new things. But at school, I wasn't really naughty. And like, obviously, um, primary school, I wasn't really naughty enough. It's just very active, just always wanted to do different things. I couldn't mm. really sit still. <laughs> so like, obviously, when I got to like year five, year six, my dad put me towards boxing. But oh, I was that doing, early? Yeah, so I was in year six when I started boxing, mm. like probably midway. Yeah. But year five, I was doing like little bits of kickboxing, playing football. Mm. And I, I was good at any sport. Like I was good at table tennis, little things yeah. like that as well. So like, um, yeah, I went into boxing and my dad put me in there because he was a big fan of boxing as well. He never did it, but like he was a big fan in general. Mm. You know, he used to watch like Lennox Lewis and all them great yeah, fighters yeah. from back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And obviously my family, my mom, my sister, everyone supported me at the time. Obviously, I was still young. But I, I, obviously, I say this in like every interview as a kid, I didn't mm. really want to do boxing at first because I thought mm. it was just too violent i was thinking what what's this all about yeah, like yeah. you know what i mean like why am i doing this but um the so first was, time was I, it your dad that pushed you into yeah it yeah, yeah. He, yeah he just he just kept me going yeah. kept, just i don't know he just his ambition took over and, and became my ambition okay you know what i mean it's yeah. one of the things in it so 
yeah, he pushed me towards boxing the first week. Um, I sparred like I've never sparred in my life. You know what I mean? I was doing little bits in kickboxing, but it wasn't like the same mm. thing. It was like that was like thirty seconds. This was like mm. proper two minute rounds. You know what mm. I mean? Sparring. Um, I went in the inspiring session with the with a kid that's probably been doing it for about six months, and I got caught with a body shot, and it stopped me completely. And like, mm. I remember I was complaining. I was like, I don't want to do this again. Mm. So then, obviously, my dad says you have to go back in it. So mm. next week I went back, but then I improved. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, now that I felt I knew what the training was like, and the first week I got to know the coaches. I started to enjoy it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a certain moment where I thought I don't feel like going back, but at the same time, it's probably the best thing that I'd ever mm. decided to do, which is go back to boxing and train and like stay focused on it because mm. I had actually had my first skills about in the first six months, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And obviously I'm from like a certain area where there's a lot of crime and stuff like mm. that as well. So I think my dad also put me in boxing to keep me focused on, mm -hmm. you know, something and keep my mind mm -hmm. off like the negative things and going yeah, on yeah. the wrong path. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was just one of them things that I just went into boxing. You know, I had my first skills about and I just stayed locked in ever since. And I've just loved boxing ever since, man. Like, it's even at times, even mm. when I was like kind of like fading away from it, it was still a part of me. So, like, mm. kind of grew on me probably the last three years. And what amateur club was that you used to box? I was, I've been at the same boxing club, Wolverhampton Amateur Boxing Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a different coach at the time, but. Um, and is that the same now you're professional as well? Is it the same the coach? Same nah, um, so we had different coaches. I actually joined Richie about seven years ago. Okay. So for about four years, I was with somebody else and then Richie mm -hmm. took over and I just leveled up ever since then, man. Like my, my career, I've been in the championships ever since I've succeeded. Didn't get the national title. I got robbed really badly. But mm. I ain't gonna. Obviously, that's a and that a happens a lot in the amateurs, common, common it? phrase yeah. that everyone mm. likes. Exactly, like it's a mm. common phrase that everyone likes. Say I got robbed, but if you guys watched it, you'll see what I mean. And he yeah, stopped yeah. him in the third round with a body mm. shot and stuff. Mm. So, you know, um, but is what it is. Did you have many amateurs? I had forty-one. Forty-one. Yeah. So, had... so imagine this is the funniest thing. My book here, yeah, like you know, you have a book like yeah, yeah they work with all yeah fights. Two, the, pa two yeah, of the pages yeah. got ripped out, so they said I only had twenty-eight or twenty-nine or oh, really? something like that. But like really, it didn't even have my skills bats or anything on there. Can't so I actually had up to 41 because if you count my trophies, okay, I yeah, actually yeah, had yeah. like that many. But yeah, they just labeled it as that many for some reason. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter either way. I've got evidence that I've, I've had that many fights, you know what I mean? But So at what point was it that you decided to turn pro? Because what, you're 21 now and you've already had seven pro contests. Yeah. So yeah. how old were you when you turned pro? Because that's quite quite a young age, I'd say, to yeah, turn yeah, professional. Yeah. So I was 19 when we actually like announced he was turning pro, but mm. I didn't actually have my fight. So I turned pro. This wasn't during lockdown either, was it? No, 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 no. So this is in 2021, I was still fighting the championship. So mm. in 2021, I got to semi-finals of the senior elites. And then 2022, early 2022, I got to the quarterfinals. But um, in July, I'd say about two weeks before my birthday, which is on the mm. 29th, I turned pro. So we announced that we're going pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, obviously I spoke to my um, BCB and stuff like that, and we, we moved forward with my career. But um, as soon as that was done, I had my first fight. So we was actually set to fight September. Mm -hmm. So obviously I turned twenty. I had my first fight when I was um twenty in it. So which was in October the thirtieth, and like it's just been great since then, man. Like I've been flipping fighting every two three months i, I mm. want to be active you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah. i want to stay fighting which isn't time. very common nowadays in boxing yeah, is it for nah. fighters to be fighting more than say three or four times a year yeah yeah what, why is that i don't know man i got a, is I, it just difficulty in getting matchups or uh, well to be fair if i could tell you how many how much politics goes on behind the scenes mm. about weight and I can imagine, fighters yeah. don't want to fight because they want more mm. money and stuff like that mm. it is what it is like in all fairness i think 
I don't really go out there and put into the world like, oh yeah, this fight, I don't want to fight me or this journey. But it's not, it's nothing like that. Like mm. I understand it's a, the sport of boxing. It's a hurt game. There's for a lot reason. of moving parts. Yeah, why they yeah, need yeah. to all come together to make a fight happen. That's it. And like, mm. obviously I've been, I'm just like I said, I'm one of them people. I'm dangerous because I stay focused all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And because I'm so focused, because I stay in camp all the time, because I train in, even on my days off, I still feel like training. I study the sport of boxing. That makes a dangerous character. And mm. I am that person, you know. Doing I mean? all the right things. Right? Exactly. I think if there's one thing that I've noticed just watching um, quite a few pro boxers locally and uh, just in general as well, that, is that in between camps, it's very easy to take your foot off the gas, not just physically, but mentally and and switch off but yeah, yeah sometimes that's when the biggest opportunities come right yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's important to stay ready to to a certain extent which sounds like you're doing all year round yeah, at the minute i, I stay ready man because like it's not even the fact that i could just get an opportunity i feel like it's it's in my character <clears throat> to be that person mm. it's something in me that tells me like you gotta stay focused at all times because mm. You know, great things don't just come without mm. you just slacking. If I just start like going out and going clubbing and start messing around and going towards all these other distractions, mm. and I'm not like saying they're bad for it or like people that can't mm. enjoy themselves, but for me, it's a different. The way I think is completely different. My yeah, mindset. That, that's a very mature mindset to have at 21 years of age. Yeah, yeah. Where has that mindset come from? Is that influence from your dad, from your mom, or think, where do you think it's come from? Or is it something just within you? You think? I think it comes from things that you know from a young age i think i've always had this spark of fire in me but i think i've experienced a lot of negative things from a young mm. age that as i got older it built up this like a lot of fire in me yeah. to like keep staying focused and the desire to keep pushing on because i think if you want to be great like cole bryant mayweather uh you know all the great champions in the sport of boxing mm. mayweather stayed in the gym every single day he used mm. to run back from places he mm. stayed focused he stayed on his routine he stayed on weight all year round and that's why he, He's an undefeated mm. champion. Same with Manny Pacquiao. Like, if you look at their life stories, where they come from, and it inspires me to mm. move forward. Yeah. And, like, there's a fire called Salvador Sanchez. Obviously, a lot of people will know, and a lot of people don't know. But them, yeah. yeah, if he was twenty, he was twenty years old, and he was winning world titles at the age of twenty-one. Mm. So my point is, why can't I do that? Yeah, you know what I mean. If Salvador Sanchez was out there beating Danny Lopez, like experienced pros at the time, and beating Wilfredo Gomez at the age of twenty-three, how come I can't do that? You know mm. what I mean. So. It inspires me it pushes me forward i feel like moving forward in my career and staying focused all the time and you know when everyone else is the way i see it is when everyone else is like kind of like enjoying themselves like i'm in the gym working harder because mm -hmm. i think there's a bigger reward at the end of how hard i work so if i focus in my 20s right now if i stay locked in in my 20s from 20 to 30 30 even 35 mm -hmm. if it takes me you know what i mean mm -hmm. then there's a big and then i can have like 50 years of freedom basically you know what i mean yeah no 100 that's how, that's how I, I stay i stay believing in god as well and that's a big thing mm. to me as well you know what i mean and i think when you look at some of these great fighters who have come from nothing to yeah. have everything and some typical names to think of you think of the tyson furies and you think of kind of the conor mcgregor's yeah, yeah. i get the set similar kind of vibe from you in the aspect of you're very obsessed you're very tunnel visioned towards a particular goal you know what you want and like i said you've got a very mature mindset but i think obsession is probably yeah, yeah the yeah. key word you Definitely. seem absolutely obsessed with yeah. boxing like you said i see you on social media probably god knows what time in the morning studying some of the old greats back from the 60s yeah, 70s yeah, yeah. which is pretty unheard of for somebody your age and i think when you put that together with 
kind of you're in the gym every day, whether you've got a fight scheduled or not, doing so many of the right things is only going to take you to one place. And I think when I first saw you on social media, obviously you popped up as this new kid on the block and I thought, okay, who's this guy? And I think you, you were putting it out there from, from, from the first point, from the very first day to say, I want to be world champion. I want to be this. I want to be that. And I'll, I'll be honest, at, at the start, I was a bit like, this kid's like a bit, ambi- bit too ambitious, isn't he? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. He, needs, he needs to chill a bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. as time's gone on and I've seen what you're putting in and like they talk about in Law of Attraction, speak, yeah, yeah. speak the truth, right? Speak it into reality. And I feel like that's what you're doing to the point of, I'm a believer of you now. I definitely yeah. think you can go on and do great things. So yeah, I appreciate no, that, it's yeah. a it's a great mindset to have. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how, how do you deal with the uh, with the distractions then? Because uh-huh. as a 21 year old, I'm not sure kind of like what your friendship groups are like. But like you said, is it just that kind of sense of having that tunnel vision which allows you to not kind of get drawn into those distractions? Yeah, it's just um, to be fair, you know, like it's sac- it's called sacrificing mm. it. You know what I mean? You got to stay focused on yourself and stuff so like i think from you know like it's gonna sound a bit funny but i don't really have many friends you know what i mean mm. like i stay locked in for myself i keep close family with me like my sisters like my best friend my dad my mom i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah all. my brother-in-law like mm. you know they're good. my family i got a few people at boxing up my peoples mm. as well you know what i mean and they stay they're close to me but it's just about to me i don't even think about distractions mm. that's not even on my mind like mm. i don't think about what this person's doing what that person's doing mm. or I'm comparing myself to this guy. Like mm. I just do what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm my own person. Everyone, mm. everyone that knows me knows that I. You're on I'm, your own path. Yeah, I'm on my own path, man. Like mm. I look at people and I think, well done. Like I, yeah, you know, yeah. doing good for yourself yeah, type yeah. thing. And you know, I've just always been that guy that just has to make sacrifices. Like I think it's a key part of success mm. in it. If you want to get somewhere in life, you have to, firstly you have to believe in yourself. Like if I don't believe in myself, no one's gonna believe in me. Mm. You know what I mean? I mm. it come like when I first did come onto the pro scene and that, and I mm. did speak on it. I wanted to prove to people first, but now it's come to myself. Like I want to prove to myself how far I can go. I want to surpass my own expectations because I feel like I can go all the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. a something I say. It's like I believe in myself. You know what I mean? Mm. I want to get to where I want to be and. It's gonna stay like that until the end. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter yeah. if I take minor L's or little things happen behind the scenes. I am gonna to go to where I'm gonna to get to where I wanna be, regardless of what people gotta say. Mm. What you know, this is within me that I'm yeah. gonna do. So, you know, but yeah, like um, I had a lot of friends growing up, but at the same time, like as I got older, I felt like I just had to. Your let circle it gets smaller as yeah, you get yeah, older. Because sometimes it's better to have a smaller circle than yeah, a bigger yeah. circle of friends who really aren't gonna help you get to where you need to be in life, yeah. right? Well, the thing is, like, you know, like, as they say, you got to kind of be selfish to build your own empire. Yeah. So you got to mm. kind of just stay on your own zone and stay, stay locked in, stay focused on what you want to do. And I just stay focused, man. Like, mm. I'm not really worried about what other people think about yeah, me. Yeah. I don't really, to be fair, I've never really cared what people thought about me. Like, mm. that's why I'm going so far with my life mm. already. Like, I'm growing, I'm, I'm staying true to my path, you know what I mean? And, you know, if you look at all the, the greatest athletes like Cole Bryant, they'll say the same thing. They don't mm. give a crap what people think about yeah, them. Yeah, they yeah. look the same. Like, and that's what you got to think, man. you got to be strong in your own energy. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? you got to stay focused on yourself at all times and that's it. It is so true. And I think, especially in this day and age, it can be a, li- it'll, can be a little bit tougher to do that for some people with social yeah, yeah. media and 
you go down that comparison route, you start looking at what other people yeah, are doing. Yeah. And they say comparison is like the thief of joy, right? It's, yeah, yeah, 100%, uh, it's yeah. a dangerous route to go down. And like you said, focus on your own lane, you focus on your own path. If somebody else is doing great, yeah, great yeah, thumb, yeah. thumbs up to them. 100%. But you're you're on a different path. Yeah, you're yeah. taking your own path. And I think that's the best way to go, isn't it? I think. 100%, man. Like, that's just how I've been from, yeah. I'd probably say about three years ago, I've just yeah. been on this same mindset. I've been growing you know, finding different ways to get mentally tougher as well, including yeah. training, like little things I do behind the scenes, you know what I mean? So as long as I stay on this path, which I will, and I'm mm. a, I'm a believer of why guru as well. Like, yeah, God, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I stay focused on God. Like, you know what I mean? I go God as much as I possibly can, and, it, you know? It, it's funny. I think boxing can be a very lonely sport at times, yeah, right? Yeah. Whether it be your road runs, you're in the gym or whatever. And it, and it's funny that I'm just thinking back to to when I used to box and God is someone you turn to quite often on that yeah, 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 during those moments when you're quite alone, yeah, yeah. which just shows how it kind of, it can be such a supportive thing yeah, in the sport of boxing, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, obviously you just got like, for me, I believe in God heavily, like, you know, um, I just always think that if I ever need to turn back to some something, it's Waiguru, which is the mm. one, you know what I mean? And I look into Sikhism as well. Mm. Like I, I find that the teachings that like we're all one in this world, we all want to, you know, spread love and compassion yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, gratitude and say thank you to the one for giving me so many blessings and stuff. And, you know, that's just how I've always been. So, like my mom's yeah. Always, yeah, my mom's always taught me how to practice that gratitude as exactly, well. Right? Man. Yeah. Like, you know, there's not, I don't, you know, there's always just love out there in the mm. world and I'm spreading positive vibrations towards other people. Like mm. anyone that knows me is close to me as friends and, you know, that being my friend, they know that I've always spread that, that that good vibrations towards them. I've kind of motivated mm. the younger generation to come forward as well. And yeah. I'm just going to stay like this all my life. Like I'm just staying, the, to be fair, mm. this is funny because a lot of people, the more successful they become, the more like they, um, they become like ignorant and arrogant and all these mm. things. And with me, the more successful I become, the more wiser I become, yeah, yeah, the yeah. more I'm learning that, you know what, without God, like I'm nothing type mm. of thing. And, you know, my mom's always kind of taught me that as well. Like without God, we are kind of nothing. And that's just yeah, my yeah, belief. Yeah. That's not everyone's belief, but mm. that's how I believe, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, it's just, that's how it is for me, man. And, and what was your your mom and dad's view of you wanting, wanting to turn professional? Were, oh, were, they, were they supportive of it? Because yeah, yeah. it, it's a dangerous, brutal game, isn't it? And yeah. sometimes it, it, it can take you to some dark places. So, so what, what were their thoughts when you wanted to turn pro? Nah, they was happy, man. Were they? It's just part of the process, isn't yeah, it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is boxing, like, it's a hurt game for a reason. I've been doing mm. it all my life. My mom's seen me mm. come back with black eyes and all sorts. And yeah. my mom thinks it's good. Yeah. We come from a, 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 a like a race, a religion where yeah. it's we're warriors type thing. So it kind of runs in my bloodline to kind of fight. But like if my bend in India, like which means my village, we we actually been in the army and that like my mm. family, like okay. my granddads and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. like it kind of runs in my generation to kind yeah, of fight. But it's not even just that though. Like I think I'm just good at fighting, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I find a true passion, I'm succeeding, I'm doing well. And as long as I stay on this path that I'm on, my parents are happy, they're proud of me, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess one of the reasons I ask is I think especially in our culture, obviously yeah, me coming yeah. from from a from a seat family as well, we often get when we get to a certain age, we get pushed down the education route, right? Or yeah. we get to make sure you do your education first, you've got something to fall back on. And I understand that viewpoint that, oh, okay, if the boxing doesn't work, you need to have an education to fall back on. And to some, some extent, you should be uh, well educated. But sometimes I feel like if you've got a plan B, yeah. you're never fully going to commit to plan A. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, for me, true, yeah. I know for a fact you've got one plan and one plan yeah, only. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's the way that 
if you want to be in that one percent club you yeah. need to chase that one that one plan you can't have a a fallback yeah, ready and and because you're gonna have one eye looking on uh, that plan b right yeah. so yeah that's like I've, I've always thought like you know i've always been a part of the one percent club like you know what i mean because when like i said before like <clears throat> when i'm at when when people are out saturday nights and this is the way i think you know what i mean like it's nothing wrong with what they're doing they're enjoying mm. themselves that's yeah. their path you know what i mean everyone's but, on their own path they're on their own timing yeah when, when they're going out on a saturday night i'm going to the gym and i'm putting mm. in the work when the gym's empty when mm. no one's watching me and that's when you know you're mentally tougher than most of the world type of yeah, thing, you know yeah, what I, mean? yeah. I like the mindset that i've got because if i just stay the way i am right now like the fire that's built up in me the one that wants to go gym like the one that wants to train all the time the one that will stay focused study the sport of boxing when you know when i'm just mm. by myself chilling type thing because mm. i've been up till like the funniest thing is this is what people don't realize i'm up till 2 p.m watching salvador sanchez's mm. old fights and i'm studying his lifestyle i'm watching documentaries because you just want to know what's going on like mm. you want to know who was the greats before you yeah, because yeah. i want to be a great but it's always good to learn from each other. What, what did those greats do to get to where they were? Exactly. How can you take snippets from exactly, each of those yeah. different? Take little bits from each style of boxing as well. Like Salvador Sanchez was one of the most, I would say, the best stamina in boxing. It mm. inspires me how fit he was. He could do 15 rounds. It was like he was fighting from round one to round 15. Who is your favorite fighter? Salvador Sanchez. Salvador Sanchez. Got, yeah. Like, I've got um. So if you're talking modern day era, it's Canelo. Canelo. His mindset, the way he's fighting everybody. That's the mindset mm. I've got. I just want to fight everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the way I see it is Devin Haney's right about one thing. Everyone says they can call names and that, but the one thing they don't say is let's fight. Mm. You know what I mean? I've never heard no one say let's fight Gully. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's all right to talk in interviews, but whoever put my team puts in front of me, I'm fighting them. Yeah. Regardless, yeah, yeah. I I ain't bothered about no one that calls me out and still this business. That's fighting it. Let's mm. do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't doing this none of this talking mm. business. We can get do get it signed up and we'll fight you know what yeah, I mean? yeah that's yeah. my mindset like i don't really have no time to be mm. on keyboard warrior business yeah, i ain't yeah, got yeah. time for none mm. of that I, I don't really think it's a, you know calling people out and stuff is is a big thing obviously i've got a big aspirations to fight the greatest fighters at the time you know i spoke about you know it'd be a dream fight for me to fight anyway you know what i mean i respect him as a great champion that's where mm. i want to be right now the way he's bought created a legacy for japan yeah it's the same way i want to create a legacy for Punjabi people for mm. fighters you know what i'm saying mm. and you know, I just want to, like, like I said, as long as I stay focused and stay locked in, and I will, mm. you know what I mean? I will get to where I want to be. And that's what every great champion in this world's done. And, you know, yeah, I just, my favorite fight is Salvador Sanchez, but. Any others? Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran. I've got to be mad. Yeah, I think I've seen you watch him a few yeah, times. He's yeah, he's a legend. I, 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 you know what? It's a hard one out of them two because mm. I watch Sanchez and Duran, they're both like, Duran obviously achieved more because he lived longer. Obviously, mm. Sanchez passed away at the age of 23, but. It's just that one thing about Sanchez, like he was 21, 20, fighting Danny Lopez, Wilfredo Gomez, Azuma Nelson, all these great fighters, Pat Caldwell from the UK. Like these fighters are not easy to beat. Mm. You know what I mean? Sanchez mm. was like, a, he had this something in him that he believed. Like Wilfredo Gomez at the time when he fought him, mm. and I've researched into this, it's crazy, was 32 fights, 32 wins, 32 knockouts. Wow. And we think... I better be if he's doing that right now. Virgil mm. Ortiz Jr., these guys have got on. But th to do 32 times in a row, to beat champion after champion, and for Sanchez to go in mm. there with so much confidence. Yeah. To, and beat him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can you take away from him, man? Is and what's your thoughts on that better be over and Callum Smith fight? Did, did you oh, watch better it? Better be as a monster, isn't it? <laughs> I don't understand how somebody who's now just turned 39 years of age is yeah. getting stronger, getting more powerful. And to knock out Callum Smith, yeah. who's a concussive puncher in himself yeah. i don't understand how he's doing it I, i'm not trying to 
yeah, say yeah, anything yeah. or accuse anyone of anything, but I know there was something found or irregularity, so to speak, in better yeah, VF system. Yeah. And that's actually something I wanted to touch on, to be fair, because it's something that is probably worth considering going into the pro game now and making that transi- transition. Yeah. One thing that I've seen is, and I know you've seen it as well, some high-profile fighters are testing positive now for um, whatever kind of illegal substance that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people now talking, saying that there's always these new methods that are, that are coming <laughs> out where you can pass certain yeah, drugs, yeah, test yeah. this, that, and the other. And people are now saying it's no longer a level playing field. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. something that ever crosses your mind? To be fair, I just let if they get caught, that's their problem, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Like, but if for the sense of if you were to get in the ring and if it was against somebody who could be uh, on a particular that guy, still he's still gonna lose though, isn't he? You know, the way yeah. I think of it is like you can only I've worry got, about I've yourself. Got, I've got God with me, you know yeah. what I mean? Like someone could take whatever they want. Like, someone takes it, they take it, but yeah, you control you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not scared to fight mm. anybody. Like I'm, I'm a clean athlete. Like mm. the way I train, it's just all mental toughness. Yeah, the way yeah, I yeah. train, if I run seven miles, is like it's the way I'm gonna do it. But if that guy's taking it, then he knows he's cheating yeah. himself. You know what I mean? If he eventually everyone gets caught. Yeah, I don't no, think. True. I don't I think pers- everyone gets their karma, right? One, yeah. way, one way or another, everyone gets it. It's like, or later. it's like better be if I don't think he has to. I think he's always been powerful, man. Mm. Like, you know, he's just a monster that you've seen him against. I've seen his training methods. Yeah, he's, he's, he's mentally they're crazy. He trained, you got to remember, in certain environments you grow up in, like where yeah. he's from. They train like that. That's yeah, how yeah, that's yeah. how they train, you know. Like what wrestling mean? bears and things. Yeah, like but, but um, <laughs> yeah. like he's just a he's just a monster, you know what I mean? But yeah. he's a great fighter and he's yeah, a humble yeah. man. Like I've never heard better be of say he looks scary, mm. you know what I mean? But I've never I think he's probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Same like, as Golovkin. Yeah, I Golovkin's think, right? a nice yeah, just Golovkin was just another fighter that was just a great champion. And mm. you know, the way the way I see it is like you know, I don't really look into that that type of stuff, what mm. people are taking and stuff, because mm. it's in every sport people are taking something. Yeah. You know? There's always going to be someone that gets caught. There's always someone. But like I said, I just focus on myself. You know? Yeah, like, it's I'm the not, best way. Yeah, like I don't really look into yeah. people's like, you know, like stuff like that. Like better be has got a great story. Take your eye off the ball then otherwise, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, start worrying about other people nah, and what other just, people are doing. That's just what they're doing. Like yeah. like I said, like anyone that it's gets good caught. Mindset. They just, they, that's their kind of their problem. Like the way I mm. think of it is as long as I stay focused on myself mm. and I stay locked in, like, you know, if I ever fight an opponent and they get caught with it, like, you know mm. what I mean? And they're still going to lose, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So, so how did you find that transition then from amateur to pro? Because like you said, you were quite young when you turned over. Yeah, yeah. And in many ways, you're still developing in, into that peak male physique, right? So how, how did that feel? Because now you're fighting kind of grown men so to speak established professionals how did you find that transition yeah it was um uh, to be fair i always had a pro style to be honest i never really had like the stand-up amateur tip tap type of style you know come I mean? forward aggressive yeah, i've yeah. always had like this mexican type of style where i'm throwing left hooks to the body i'm yeah, throwing yeah. uppercuts combination punches and i'm just going to be right in your face at all times like, that's how my style's always been and you know um it was kind of easy mm. i find it very easy because that's just how I always thought. Like, obviously, there's things I obviously learned over time. And, you know, if you watch me from when I first turned pro to now, mm. there's obviously a lot of things you probably noticed in my style that's changed. And that's anyone that's been watching me since that then. a little bit. To be yeah, there's little things that you obviously change, but you adapt and you start to... It's the more I learn each fight, like mm. each fight I learn from, like... The one thing I learned about Duran is he was very loose when he threw punches. Mm. 
And that's why he was so good at doing 15 rounds. Same with the great champions. Of it was an all tense for yeah, 15 rounds, yeah, right? Yeah, he was just relaxed. Sometimes yeah. he'd be on the ropes. Same with Canelo. Like, if you yeah. look at Canelo, there's times in the fight where he's just chilling on the ropes. And people don't understand. That's a good method. Yeah. It's, it's a tactic in it because you're tired the other guy out. Let yeah, him yeah, throw yeah. punches. I've got my guard tight. I'm, I'm chilling. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you got to do it properly. But like what mm. Canelo's doing is he's tiring people out. And mm. I know it was hard for Bivol, but I think that was too much of a jump in the weight categories, in my opinion. But I feel like Mayweather was very good at doing that as well, judging his... Um judging the round and the time of the rounds and when to turn it on, when to turn it off. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Even one thing that makes me laugh is when he fought McGregor and McGregor was like, oh, yeah, he, had, he adapted his style uh, when we got into uh, the middle of the fight. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he adapted his style at all. He just knew I think McGregor was going to tire yeah. and he could just walk him down yeah, with his yeah, hands yeah. up with basically zero respect for his power. I it was, I think once you've done 12 rounds enough time, I think you build that kind of yeah, subconscious... Yeah knowing when to turn it on and when to turn it off right see, see mayweather was like a he's like what well, with mayweather in my opinion he's one of the smartest fighters ever mm. like there's things that he does and you just think how the hell is he doing it like you can even i was watching this thing that andre berto was talking about and they say like he'd be like he'd be looking at you holding you taking a deep breath and then you're throwing a punch and he's looking at you whilst you're throwing a punch really and he's just out of the way like and yeah Mayweather's like he's one of them like in every performance he fought differently like he fought Canelo very effectively but then he fought Medina differently you know yeah, what I mean yeah, it's a different yeah. it's mad and then he when he fought very well he fought Diego mm. Corral it's completely different to the way he fought Artur Gatti when mm. he fought Gatti he went for Gatti you know what I mean he absolutely Oof, what he did and, to Gatti there and, and Gatti's was a brutal. flipping tough man yeah, yeah tough, I love tough, Gatti man. yeah he's a legend yeah. and if you see Gatti fight Ruales and all these other great champions that he fought and um there's one fight I was watching. Have you seen the the Getty and uh, Ward fights? Yeah, yeah, I've watched. You them what? If there's any fights that get me hyped, it's got to yeah. be those ones, right? I think the first one, especially. Yeah, yeah, um, it's got to be the first one. Yeah. The first one was just mm. it's because they both didn't know what it was to expect. But imagine being in the crowd for that fight. For me, that is one of the best ever fights <laughs> yeah, you'll see, yeah, yeah, right? Definitely. It, it doesn't like it doesn't matter about the the resumes that, that Mickey Ward obviously took a few L's and Gary yeah. took a few L's but there was great champions in the, yeah, in the heart 100%. you know what I mean like Mickey Ward was a great fighter he beat O'Leary is that his name O'Leary he beat him that he was on the dog he beat a guy called Sanchez I think he's on the dog like people like Mickey Ward, they just got that mindset where they just don't give a crap. They're just mm. going to fight because they're not scared to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gatti was the same. I don't mm. think Gatti, when he fought De La Hoya, I'm pretty sure after that, he just moved down weight categories and fought another great champion. Mm. Yeah. He fought um, there's two other fights that he had as well against um, Robinson, Ivan Ivan Robinson. Yeah, I think there's I've two fights. And the thing is, people don't know about them two fights, but they're, they're like underrated wars, man. Like mm. I've, I've watched both of them fights. Yeah. Like, you know, this the first one was obviously a lot more intense, but you, you, you see things and you think like, I look at Gatti and think, what made you come back so strong? That I remember, I've got the same feeling in me. You mm. know what I mean? I just don't really like take like a, a give up mentality. Like it doesn't matter how many times you take a minor L, the real L is you giving up. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm not willing to give up in a fight and be like, oh yeah, just because I took an L. Like let's just say hypothetically, I take a L in a boxing match and I think, yeah, that's, that's it now I'm done. Mm. That's not the mentality you should, mm. you should have. There's always a comeback. Like I see a lot of fighters complaining about their zeros going now and you know, there's no opportunity, but now nah, you, you got to build back into it, man. You know mm. what I mean? You can't just be there like, oh, 
you got to take a gamble, take a hard fight and beat that guy. And that's how you've got to be. It's just boxing for you, isn't it? I think not even in boxing. They're saying, Lord, if, if, if you want to get somewhere, sometimes you've got to take that risk. Yeah, you've got yeah. to take that gamble, right? Else you're just play, playing safe all the time. Sometimes 100%. It doesn't get you anywhere, right? Yeah, 100%. So, right. and, and if anything, let's say you do take the L, it's an opportunity to come back bigger and better. Yeah, right? yeah 100%. So, no, I admire, admire that mindset. But let's um, let's go back to talking about you and uh, and your career. Recently, obviously, you just fought on uh, Sky Sports um, yeah, yeah. on the undercard of Adam Azim's fight yeah. in uh, in Wolverhampton, in your hometown, which yeah, must yeah. have been a great experience. Yeah, it was sick, man. So yeah. Just tell me a little bit about that, because I, I watched the fight. I thought you did very well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it wasn't a guy who I thought came to came to lie down and just take the yeah, L. Yeah. I think if there was an upset on the cards, he definitely would have. Uh, yeah. Well, would've... I think he was trying to go for yeah, it. He, he, was, he, was he was swinging. Yeah. But I think you stayed very calm, very composed. You're rolling punches. Yeah. yeah very, yeah. very well. But <laughs> yeah, how did you find the whole experience? Yeah, it was a great experience. Obviously, um, it's in Wolverhampton first. Mm. So you know, I mean, I'm from Wolverhampton. Uh, you know, I support my own city. You know what I mean? This is where I'm from. And this main thing is it was at the Civic Hall. The Civic Hall has not been open for a long time. And the, that's it looked first... like a, a nice, nice yeah, arena. Yeah, it was nice, man. Like, it's the Civic... tiered, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, there's like different layers. Yeah. Man. Like, so, yes, it was it's amazing, man. Like, I was the first fighter in ages from Wolverhampton. Like, I'm actually from Wolves as well. Mm. I literally live like five minutes away from it. So it's mad. Oh, awesome. Like how I could just literally just fight in my home mm. city. And, that must like, have been nice, yeah. Yeah, I had the home city crowd, sold all my tickets. I, I sold I sold out the flipping thingy. Like, awesome. we needed we needed 200 tickets, man. Like, we needed a lot more, man. Yeah. I was selling them out. Like, people's asking me constantly, I want to come, I want to come. And, you know... If somebody that says he hasn't got a lot of friends, it sounds like you got nah, a lot of support. Oh, which is <laughs> alone, nah, but I got a lot of support. Like, I appreciate yeah, all nah, my supporters, great. you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, even like that, it's just because I'm so isolated in my own vision. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like I don't have people around me or nothing. Yeah. Like, but it's just keep your circle. I'm just small, very compact, so. out. I'm out the way. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. I've never really tried to fit in. Yeah, with people, yeah, yeah. Like friends and crowds and stuff mm. like that. But if I see someone and they show me respect, I'm gonna show you yeah. respect. You know what I mean? Like as Mayweather says, if you disrespect me, I'm a disrespect. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. If you, if you respect right, me, yeah. I'm respect you. That's the mentality I have. But nah, I just I ignore it. Yeah. Or like you know, if anyone says anything bad, like, I don't really, it don't really bother yeah, me yeah, or nothing. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I was saying um. Yeah, it was just an amazing experience, like fighting first time. I'm a young man in the sport of boxing, mm. fighting on a big platform in my city. No pressure, man. I was I was mm. ready for it. That's the yeah. moments I've been You look you look completely ready for it. You yeah, didn't look yeah. like you were a rabbit in the headlights or nah, anything. It looked nah. like you were meant to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Did and you feel like that? Yeah, man. I've manifested every single moment and that's what I've been praying for all this time, you know what I mean? And like I said, God comes it comes in massive at these situations, like there's been so many hard times and so many good times, but like that was a great moment for me to shine on the big stage and show everybody that that's what I'm I'm the truth, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And I take that from Errol Spence, man, like the truth, mm. like, you know, I like that name. And yeah, yeah it's just a great experience. Like once again, shout out to everyone that came out and mm. watched it, you know, it was a flipping great experience. Yeah, no, so obviously that was on the undercard of the um, Adam Azim fight. Did yeah. I see that you've done some sparring sessions with, him as well yeah yeah i'm really. surely he's he's a good few weight weight yeah, divisions yeah. above you right so um i was weighing in about 50 and i think he was at super lightweight at the time mm. so it's probably about half a stone maybe a bit more than that but mm. we yeah it was like a like we just went there and obviously it was not actually me sparring someone from my gym was sparring anthony fowler at the time mm-hmm. and I, I just jumped in with some rounds because i bought my bag like because i thought if i get some rounds yeah you know, i oh, did, so I did some of that yeah, as well. got a couple rounds in how, yeah, how yeah. did you feel like you, you was, handled it it was good, how'd you man. run it was good because he is yeah, he's pretty really quick, yeah, isn't yeah, it? He's good, man. Like 
one of the hardest spars I've had, but at the same time, I felt good in myself. Yeah. Because, like, I'm sparring the top, top, top fighters. Yeah, and yeah, every yeah. time he just got signed to box, I think it was like his second or third fight coming into it. And he has know, a lot of good things to say about you as well, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy, man. Of his pedigree as well. Yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, He's a proper going. One thing about Adam Azim is one of the most humblest people I've mm. ever met. Like, as a fighter, like, the way Pete, like, he, he's another guy that is becoming more wiser as he's succeeding. Mm. Like, he just stays the same way. And, yeah, seems like, very down to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, very respectful. And, like, you know, when I sparred mm. him and stuff, he's giving me props after and Shane McGregor was and all that. So, mm. they got a nice camp, man. Like, I feel yeah. like I've got full respect for Adam Azim as a good guy. And I know he's going to he's gonna go far, man. Like, I'm going to take over the Super Bantamweight division. He's going to take over the... um. The division he's at, that's yeah, super yeah. lightweight. So you know, I hope he keeps succeeding and doing his thing. Who are some of the names that I, I know? It's still very early days, isn't it? Uh, you're, you're seven fights in, but did, I know you said you don't like to call people out. But are there any particular names in your weight? You're super feather, what? Right? Super bantamweight. Super bantamweight. So, um, basically, I've not had actually had an opponent at super bantamweight. There's always been some politics and fighters want this, and you know, there's always yeah, been yeah, some, yeah. all sorts, but. There's not a particular name. Like I seen Dennis McCann. I said, yo, let's, let's ah, get it. Ah, okay. Like, Dennis you know McCann. I mean? like, yeah, yeah. I said, I seen him at one of the shows. How many, how many fights has he had now? I don't, I think he's had about, I think, he, I don't know, you know, I think he's must have about 15, 16. I, th I think the good thing for you is that you don't have to rush. No, no, like, no. I think you can. Listen, I'm I'm not bothered about who they fight, man. I don't yeah. care. Like, I, the, the way I see it is like, I'm just ready to fight anybody. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I stay focused for, you know what I mean? It's not a particular name. I sparred the top guy, Liam Davis, in my division. Mm. You know what I mean? Obviously, I want what he has. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if everyone's the same promotion, if things like that ever happen, we'll go for it. You know what I mean? I just, like, I'm not the type of guy that'd be like, oh, yeah, um, like if I got offered to fight for the British title, I'm taking that fight because I'm going to mm. fight for it. I'm, I'm ready for that. You know what I mean? Mm. I know I'm not, there's not a rush or anything, but at the same time, if everything goes to plan, why not? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm here to take fights, big fights in the future. And if I want to build a legacy for myself, I'm willing to fight anybody. You know what I mean? So that's how it's mm. got to be. Yeah, no, I think that's the, probably the best mindset to have, to be honest. And you were just talking before about some of the, the difficult moments that you've had to get past in your career so far what would you say a couple of those moments are where you've had some real obstacles in your way um there's to be fair there's just there's all sorts of little things that go on like you know fading away from your love of your boxing sport and just going on the wrong path like for, do you have any of those moments where you're like why am i doing this <laughs> nah not really you know yeah. i love boxing too much to even think like that nah, that's good you know like boxing's not really a thing that i can really stop doing now it's mm. a part of me it's who mm. i am yeah it's a it's a strong desire within myself but um i think the main thing for me is is just um you know it's just i've had a lot of bad phases where i've been on the wrong path i've done the wrong mm. things and mm. you know but at the same time i'm willing to what's brought you back onto the right path during those moments i think it comes down to you accepting that that's not the life you want. Yeah. So like for me, it was like a big switch up. Like, you know, whatever thought I thought in the morning one day, which was negative to the next day, where it's like, what am I doing with my life? It's like that thing that's speaking in the back of your mind. It's good that you're able to self-reflect. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a tuition, like I'm admitting, man, like I was not even, I didn't exactly do the right things that I wanted to do. But at the same time, I'm actually kind of glad I went through a lot of things like that so I can get to where I want to be today. Because without them moments, that built-up fire would never have been built mm. up. You know what I mean? I yeah. needed that fire to kind of go on to towards mm. um, where I want to be in life and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I've just stayed focused on myself. Like I said, like in 2021, I hit a stage where the six, the start of the six weeks, I just went gym every day. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I even took a day off. I was mm. so focused and 
something clicked, man. I don't know what it was, mm. but some type of energy fire came into me and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all the way now. This yeah. is the time for me to shine. You know what I mean? What is it that you want to achieve in boxing? How, how far do you want to take it? What, what's the goal? It's a legacy for me. And I want to win titles. That's the main thing, but it's the legacy. It's like you going after those world titles. Of course, I am, man. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm gonna do. Like I, I didn't see no hesitation yeah, there when I asked no, you. So I can no tell. Like, I knew it already. I know that's what you want, and there's no hesitation. You saying that's what you're going. There's for. a lot of like I've seen a lot of young fighters saying they want to be world champion. They want to do this, but you got to kind of believe in yourself to say mm. like I don't actually advertise i want to do i advertise the legacy more to me yeah the legacy is important to me because you got to speak it into reality exactly as well, man right? like it's easy to just for me to say yeah i want to fight for a world title tomorrow i want to win a british title i want to do this i want to do that but your energy type has to believe mm. in it you got you got to actually put the work in for where yeah. you want to be so like but i've watched this video before like i study a lot about manifestation law of attraction you know what i mean mm. there's, there's a few books i've seen you know read a which i have to say about. works yeah 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like with with manifesting and the law of attraction, it's it's calm. We can all believe in what we want, but you gotta work for it as well. Mm, you gotta take those steps. Yeah, yeah. It's a secret. Forward, the yeah. secret of it is your energy has to believe in it as mm. well. So you gotta kinda put your whole life and dedicate yourself to get to where you wanna be in life. And like with me, like you know, when I've seen so many people say they wanna be world champions and I respect that, mm. that's cool. But you you it's easy to say that, but this, at the same time it's like you wanna be focused you need to stay ready you need to train hard when no one's mm. watching you need yeah. to do the extra miles you might be in the shadow of another fighter in your gym you might be you know hitting rock button but just don't give up that's the mentality and you'll get where you want to be slowly and slowly slowly if you keep faith stay strongly within yourself and stay focused within yourself and keep manifesting then great things can happen yeah because when we talk about manifestation and law of attraction like I said to you, from watching various clips of you, not as talk, but also fight, like I said, you remind me of, the personality reminds me of people like the Tyson Fury, like, like the Conor McGregor's of this yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And I know they're superstars at the minute, but <laughs> if you look at where they both of them came from, and I don't think anyone would have believed Conor McGregor at the beginning if they told it, if yeah. he was kind of speaking his truth and where he wanted to get to, nobody would have believed him. And I think same for Tyson Fury when he was weighing about 30 odd stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's one, there's one quote, which I want to say, which reminds me of you a lot. And it's, it's a quote that um, Conor McGregor said, he goes, I've lost my mind on this game. Like Vincent Van Gogh dedicated his life to his art and he lost his mind in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel that's very, similar to the mindset that you have where you're so tunnel vision you're so obsessed with that goal that you want to get yeah, yeah you're not bothered about what other people are doing or if anybody else thinks you're crazy you've got your mind on that one goal and you're going to go for it right yeah 100 yeah, percent. that's that's how i think every day when i wake up it's like <clears throat> when as soon as i wake up the first thing i do is watch boxing it's mm. weird it's uh, something that's just in my mind in my heart like i just want to watch boxing the next thing i want to do is do my drugs and stuff so like mm. if i wake up at 5 30 in the morning the first thing i'm doing is watching boxing because yeah it just puts you in the mood you know what i mean it's just like a it's just the energy you put out there if you want to put that energy where i want to train today i'm going to grind i'm going to focus on what, the, what that one thing that i want that's the energy that's going to be brought back to you as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so like you just got to kind of believe in it so that's it spot on. i've seen that somewhere before as well that's spot on man like that i've lost my mind over yeah. boxing you know what i mean yeah, like i'm I, not even where i want to be yet either so i feel like that's what you need to do in a certain especially in the fight game i feel like you do kind of need to lose your mind a little yeah, bit to reach that 
pinnacle of a particular sport to the extent where yeah maybe other people think you are a bit crazy a bit yeah. deluded but you have that ridiculous sense of self-belief in your yeah. own ability that you're like oh I, I, i'm gonna get there i'm gonna be there regardless of what what adversities i face say. right well everyone's always got something to say at yeah, point yeah. Like, it could be you could be working towards your dreams like you could be just sitting mm. here right now and like someone's gonna could make a, a comment that the way i'm talking it doesn't it doesn't matter like whatever mm. we do in life you could be walking down the street and it's the way you're walking some there's 100%. always someone say saying something so i don't really like before i used to think like oh yeah i care about this but when i was about probably 18 19 i used to think you know am i saying the right things am i doing this but now i just think what i'm saying is true though in it you mm. get me so like if i'm focusing on myself mm. if i'm ready to go go towards where i want to be Whatever I put it out in the universe mm. is what I'm gonna put out in the universe. Yeah, yeah, you know what definitely. I mean? That I believe in it. So like, I don't need someone else to tell me I'm believing in it. I believe in myself. That's how yeah. it should be, and that's what Conor McGregor did. Like the way he came up in that. Like I'm pretty sure he had nothing. Like he was coming mm. up. He he made it, and same with Tyson Fury. Same with Floyd. Floyd is the same mm. as well. Put Floyd, the work in. Yeah, right? Floyd was constantly running eight miles every day, and you you can see what he says. He says he don't care about what no one says about mm. him. So someone's always got something to say it doesn't matter yeah. what you do like this could be out anyone that's watching as well mm. it's it's about you just staying in your own energy your own mm. focus you know what i mean and just forget the whole world and just mm. focus on you, you know yeah what I mean? no, it's a, it's a very it. mature mindset to have yeah, yeah. I, I think i've only kind of built that into my own mind kind of yeah, as of yeah. late because it's true i think growing up you see a lot of other people who want to give opinions of you of what you're doing especially as you're probably yourself trying to trying to level up and you may not be doing something that's the norm and because it's not the norm and people may look at it and think well, why are you doing this why, why are you saying that and yeah, yeah. yeah you just have honestly got to focus on yourself right and kind of in one in one ear out, out yeah, the other. yeah that's it man so, like listen i'll be honest with you like when if you look at any great champion when there's coming up or mm. any great athlete when there's coming up the first thing they would say to you is is they're putting that work in mm. it you gotta put that extra work in. You gotta put that extra mile in. It's like when you're running six miles, you gotta run that extra mile to get the seven miles. And if you don't feel like that's enough, go the eight miles. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's some some days where I just wake up in the morning. And I think you know what? I don't think seven miles is enough today. I think I need to do eight, man. I need to go the extra mile because that's how a championship fight is, man. You it's know a, what I mean? It's like a case of it feels like it's a case of trying to break break the body to build the mind. Yeah, right? that's it. yeah, mental toughness, like listen like boxing is 95 percent mental it doesn't mm. matter what anyone says i you completely have, agree with you greatest yeah. you can have the greatest ability you could be a flipping mayweather ability but not have the same mm. mindset as mayweather mm. and like i have the mindset and i have the ability which is dangerous because mm. i believe that i have both as well mm. so anyone that sparred me i've sparred top opposition i've sparred kane baker all these great champion mm. like fighters from the uk brad foster liam davis you know what i mean and you know, I've, I believe in myself. Every time I step mm. in the ring with anyone that I've sparred, Adam Azim, mm. I spied Adam Azim. I didn't go in there thinking, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really like, we're like, wow, like yeah, bowing down to I can't kind of believe thing. it. No, You're just, like, all right, there's a chance for me to yeah, showcase yeah, my ability exactly. that I belong here. Yeah. And like, you know, like I said, like, you know, the same way when someone, like, if, if I'm going to ever fight in my life, you know what I mean? Like, if someone's calling me out, whatever. Just do it, man. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I ain't flipping scared of no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain it to people because it's easy to just say, like, with me, I've got more of a mentality. It's like, all right, you come up to me. You tell me you want to fight. Let's do it then. Mm. I'll, I'll do the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I ain't about this life where I'm just going to be talking rubbish about somebody. Mm. Forget that. I'm, I'm respect every fight for what they do mm. in their life. You know what I mean? I know sometimes it's about the build up of the fight and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. But at the same time, man to man, 
let's come together, let's agree to the fight, let's do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. The old not, fashion. Yeah, way. that's not. Yeah, you know that's what. It's too much politics in it yeah, nowadays. Yeah, too much I politics, feel. man. Like when it comes to you, and people realize the more I get up in my career and the more I focus, I see that type of vision. That's what Bitter Beef does. Yeah, that's what Mon, like the Monson Inuay. I've never seen Inuay even say he wants to never wants to fight. He doesn't talk about any mm. fighter. Whoever they put in front of him, he's fighting, and, and that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So it's easy for people to call you out, but at the same time. It's it's not easy for them to say let's fight. Yeah, you know what no, I mean. So like, definitely. I just think let's fight, man. Let's do it, man. Like I'm just I'm ready for whoever comes in front of me. I've been like that when I was a kid. I was um when I was to, to turn pro, I was sparring super welterweights because mm. I was a bit heavier than normal. So like I've always been that type of guy that likes to challenge himself. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. sparred heavier weight categories, lower weight categories. Now my coaches call me a bit crazy because I used to spar people bigger than me. But at the same time, that's what's made me mentally tough because yeah. i've known that um i've been against bigger guys i've i've been against top opposition in sparring i'm getting better at having my to own adapt ability. to so many different 100%, styles yeah. as well there's mm. been times where my coach has literally got like four different fighters mm. so i've done 12 so i sparred 12 rounds yesterday i did a similar thing sparred three different fighters mm. all experienced very yeah. good fighters you know what i mean mm. one pro two good very, very yeah, good yeah. amateurs but the point i'm trying to say is amateur fighters and pros have a different type of style yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? but every single one of them have a different style mm. you know what i mean and the reason why my coach does that is because it's about mindset. Mm. So can you adapt? How quick can you adapt? And I adapt very quick. Yeah. And Mayweather says to be a great champion, you got to adapt to anything. You know what I mean? Mm. And Mayweather's doing that with every fighter. So yeah, it's, it's funny. Obviously, you talked about um, like manifestation and kind of speaking things into reality. Like I remember when I used to watch Mayweather going on these kind of late night runs or early yeah, morning yeah, runs, yeah. whatever it was. He'd always. Um, repeat the words obviously hard work dedication which is known as his kind of phrase yeah, but yeah. i always just used to at the time see it as a thing of like kind of for the cameras but yeah, yeah. you can see it genuinely wasn't that was him drilling it into his head Said, that he's a one-man arm yeah, yeah. which he used to say on his runs of a yeah, one-man arm one-man one army yeah, hard work dedication that's it, and he had drilled that into his head to such a point where, like he said, he had that crazy self-belief in his own ability, right? Yeah, he does, man. Like, see, Mayweather was just, when I think about Mayweather, I think about electric energy. Mm. He had this electric energy about him. He was so naturally gifted in his own way because he focused himself so much the way he developed as a fighter from when mm. he was in the Olympics. Yeah. That's probably the best thing that happened Which to he him. got robbed in as well, Yeah, he, he got robbed. But yeah. I think that made him realise he didn't want to lose anymore. Mm. And that's where that winning mentality got built from him. So Mayweather's probably one of the realest fighters I can say is out there in the world. Mm. I understand he's changed the game in certain ways where people don't like it about the zeros and certain things, but that was his legacy. He was mm. gonna, he was bound to do it at some point. I don't hate Mayweather for doing that because that's a part of his his legendary mm. status. That's what he made became a legend. So because he's so far up there now and he's become this this undefeated champion mm. of the world, and he is, he's a great champion. And like. What, what he's done now is he's changed the game completely. And anytime you think about the zero, you think about Mayweather. Yeah, it's true though, do. isn't it? You do, you do. It doesn't matter how yeah, many yeah. times you can go out there and say mm. something bad. Someone's saying good or bad, they're talking about yeah. the man. And mm. Mayweather's changed the game completely. Like, mm. And, you know, there's talks about him and Pacquiao fighting and in his prime. But I I, I only see Pacquiao was a hell of a fighter. Like, yeah. I, I would say it as well. Like, I sound like Floyd now, but he's one hell of a fighter, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, Mayweather was going to beat Pacquiao at any point in his career. I think he would have as well. But there was one person who I was, and you're probably surprised, you may even laugh, and I think a lot of people will probably disagree with me, but somebody who I think had the worst style for him, probably around the time that maybe he was beating Canelo, probably around that point. Because I know Mayweather at his peak was in his early days yeah, when yeah. he was like knocking out people like Gatti. But I think a bit further down the line, 
I think it's when he chose to fight Maidana, actually. He did a poll of, shall I fight Amir. Maidana? Or can you remember who else it was? Amir Khan. Amir Khan. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like Amir Khan is peak. Obviously, he hasn't got a good chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at that point, I don't think Mayweather was that much of a concussive puncher at that point in his career. Obviously, he was still on it. But I just feel like with Amir Khan's speed, in and out, long range, could have caused him problems. Am I totally wrong there? No, or no, do you think he could have caused him I, problems? I see what you mean. Like, to be fair, I thought De La Hoya in his prime could have been a problem. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like De La Hoya had the style to beat Floyd. That was a close fight, to be fair. It was close, but I think Floyd wasn't as big as De La Hoya. De La Hoya has been like middleweight and all yeah. these other dipping weight categories he's mm. going to. I don't know where. He even fought Bernard Hopkins. So you got to remember, he was naturally bigger mm. now. Whereas Floyd, he looked very small compared to him. I don't know if anyone mm. realized, but he was just coming up from super. I think he came up from super um right yeah, for a lot of weight. So he's quite he's yeah. quite a small guy in mm. it, like maybe but at the mm. time. But I think what it is is with Delahoya style, like but, but okay, we'll we'll go on to that in a sec. But Amir Khan, I don't think he'd have beat Floyd. I think mm. Amir Khan's a great fighter and he always challenged himself. And mm. I respect Khan for many things. He built a legacy once mm. again. He created a legacy and paved the pathway mm. for so many Asian fighters mm. moving forward. And it's just done one great job. You think Mayweather would have worked his him mindset out. is just different, isn't it? Like that's one thing about Mayweather is good at adapting to yeah, any yeah, style, which different. is like out of any yeah. fighter in the world, Mayweather's got the strongest mindset. Mm. I've got to say, like, do I I look up to his mindset? His mindset is like he just he just refuses to lose. He'll yeah. do anything. And people are going to say he lost yeah. Castillo and he lost to Medina. I don't think he lost to Medina. Well, oh, he flipping out. Nah, Medina nah, was missing. Like, Castillo maybe, but even mm. then, like, they're always going to say, they're always going to pick up mm. the negative things about him. But what about yeah. the great things? When someone's doing? on top, it's very easy. What about to when pick he beat up? Canelo? Yeah. Like, Canelo's a, look at him now, mm. like, yeah. beating everyone. Like, obviously, he lost against Bivol, but that was too much. I think that was too much of a weight. <laughs> You can eat like you talk, you spoke about his like reluctance to lose and do anything he can to not lose. Like yeah. even think about the fight with Shane Mosley, where he was like badly hurt. And you can tell there was not a chance in hell that he yeah, was yeah. gonna let himself be knocked out there. He Mosley, did what he needed and then absolutely picked Mosley apart yeah, know, in the, after he was hurt. But, but that's adapting, isn't it? That's yeah, he's he said. so good at adapting. But you gotta remember his the way he used to train, like I read his book as well. His mindset, it's called the Floyd Mayweather mind. Mm -hmm. So I've actually read about his yeah, mind, yeah, yeah. the way okay. he thinks. So other people's perspectives, Abjudah, other great fighters, his dad himself, mm. like the way he trained was insane. Like, yeah. like people think I trained insane, but I think Mayweather trained insane. What like, was it that Mayweather used to have in his, was it the doghouse where you'd get into yeah, the ring yeah, unlimited yeah, yeah. rounds? Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So he, just... he, yeah, he's... <laughs> been brought from like humble beginnings right yeah, where yeah. he didn't have he didn't have no flashy kind of upbringing nah. in, in the boxing scene he had to work for, for for what he got right yeah he was he was see with Mayweather like his lifestyle everything that he came from I don't blame him the way he acts mm. now you gotta understand the man came from nothing he grinded his whole life to get to mm. where he wants to be the way he was speaking yes we understand he was a trash talker but he built up fights but I don't think I've ever heard him really disrespect a fighter that badly though like, yes, we understand he says he was annoying De La Hoya and he's yeah, annoying yeah. I Ricky I everyone Hatton. knows he's playing the character, Yeah, he's right? playing, but yeah. he's not, but deep down, you know Afterwards, he's a, yeah, he's he's a always, good guy. He's always humble. Like, you, know, you know it's a, it's a business game as well. See, people don't like Floyd, but I, I think Floyd's a great guy. I think he's, you know, like, he, I understand he is. I think he, he, is. he wanted to play the villain first, yeah. right? I'm not going to lie, it got the views, it got, yeah, it got the numbers yeah, up. You see yeah, him against yeah. Ricky Hatton, what he was like. Yeah. But then I think slowly people started to like yeah. the bad yeah, the yeah. bad guy kind of uh, vibe that he was giving off and it, it works just, for him right 
yeah, just a great. I think he's a great champion, and yeah. he always his his legacy will continue for many years now. Yeah, that zero thing is going to yeah. continue, and it is what it is. Like obviously, like I said, I respect mm. him because that's his part of his career. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, man, that's what everyone wants to do, and it we all want to create our own type yeah. of legacy, our own, you know. Mm. character we want to create our own like you know something that we can be remembered for and i think yeah. even i'm trying to do the same thing so mm. when i look at floyd doing it i don't see anything wrong with that do you know mm. what i mean so yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing i did want to ask you as well is obviously you just fought on sky sports it was promoted by boxer yeah uh, ben shalom um obviously you're seven and oh now surely some promoters started to take notice mm. after that show obviously they've got they got you on the card Surely Ben must have taken notice. Other promoters must be taking notice that you're gathering quite a large following now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that something that you think could be happening soon, or do you think they're starting to take notice? I think everyone's starting to take notice. Yeah. They all know who I am now. You know, I mean, the promoters, the fighters, anyone out there, they know I'm an, I'm a threat. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's the way they should mm -hmm. be using. But if it comes down to promotion wise, I think Ben Shalom. I did speak to him after, and he was really impressed. He he yeah. said he heard a lot about me anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So something is definitely do, coming keep doing what you're doing basically yeah yeah just keep doing what you're doing there's something coming and i'm gonna stay focused i i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna keep my eye just because i've been on one show on sky sports i'm not just gonna take my eye off the ball i'm gonna stay focused it doesn't matter how far i go in life i'm gonna stay focused regardless yeah. of what situation i'm in maybe in the future i can sit down and have a relaxation not day. back and yeah, i think yeah. that's a very good mindset because it's like you're not getting too carried away with the yeah, highs yeah, and you're not getting too beaten up by the lows right you're staying calm composed in I've, the middle focused achieved, on that goal i haven't achieved anything yet in yeah. my opinion like yes i know i'm young i know i'm 10 professional at a young age and i've won seven fights and for me it's it's been very difficult to find opponents it's like we've tried to find so many opponents and it's like it's been difficult for me like and, and what, people why, always, why is it so, so because it's my style i think it's is like, it the fact that um that they don't want to fight you is it yeah, yeah. yeah if what, it comes down it? to if you're going to look at it from a perspective of why don't fighters want to fight it's always the fact that obviously when you're starting off your career um you obviously have to fight journeymen mm. a lot of journeymen don't want to be stopped in it you know mm. with my style i'm very that's what they build themselves on yeah, right but, but, being stopped. but that's mm. their role though i respect what they do you yeah, know what yeah. i mean they're fighters themselves yeah. but at the same time they're still looking after their own career but there's just so much politics in boxing mm. there's so much and Whatever happens, it's not down to me. It's down to my team. So, mm. so my coach is great with all mm. the stuff. He's a manager as well. Richie Carter, great guy. Like he knows what he's doing. When are, when are you hoping to be out? Well, hopefully we over March, March time. March, so not too far away. Yeah. So I'd say about five weeks, six yeah. weeks. I'll have a fight date. It, it, It'll be in the next six weeks that you know that I'm definitely fighting. So I'm not awesome. saying like I'll, we'll find out next week, but the fight date will probably be in the next six weeks. Okay. So, you know so, what it's, mean? Not so it's not too far away, but. There's something in mind, but I can't really say too much right okay. now. I can't. I can't. Sure? Yeah, yeah, I can't. Not, not even a clue. Too, I've, been, I've been told to stay quiet about these <laughs> yeah. things, but worst you, you case drops scenario. drops an exclusive if you want. It's up to no, me. No, no. <laughs> worst case scenario, there's, there's always a backup plan we've got. Yeah. So okay, there's always something so. we can look back on. So until the thumbs up, I can't yeah. say nothing okay. at all. But yeah, other than that, though, like, like I said, um, I'm just ready to fight anybody, man. Okay. Uh, see, it's just ready to do the business, like, you know. I called out the English champion. I did call out the English champion. I said, yeah, I want to fight. Who is that? So I hit the same as okay. super bantamweight, but we didn't get no reply. So we don't know yeah. what's going to happen with that. But that's that he's fighting. I think he's having a rematch with Andre Grant. Good fighters, man. Like, like I said, like any fighter, like I can sit here and say, yeah, I don't like this guy. I don't like that guy. I'm going to beat him up and yeah. do this business. But 
I ain't got. I just want to show what I do with my fist, like you know what I mean, like type thing. So I think the good thing for you is that you're gathering a pretty big following now, right? And yeah. I think just like we're seeing with these YouTubers coming over to coming over <laughs> yeah. to this sport, the main reason why they're bringing a lot of money to the sport is because they've got a big following. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously, boxing's a ticket game, right? And if you're bringing that big following wherever you're going, I think sooner or later it's gonna be hard for other fighters to turn you down, right? Yeah. Well, eventually. When the money's right, fighters don't want to do it, but I'm willing to take risks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm willing to, like, make, like, to, I'm going to bring Mayweather back into the equation, man, because I've read so much mm. about him. And, but he came out of a $70,000 contract mm. and he became a billionaire after I think, that. And it was that with Bob Arum, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah I heard about it's it. It's about sacrifice, about taking risks. And he started risks. his Mayweather promotions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sometimes, yeah, you got to take the you, risk, you right? you got to take the risk and, like, with back boxing, yourself. You know, it's it's a business at the end of the day. Mm. There's always going to be money put on the table. There's always going to mm. be this. I don't want to fight this person for this much. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But sometimes you got to take a small amount mm. to take a big amount. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you have to sacrifice a small amount for an even bigger amount. That's what Mayweather kind of showed in his career as well. So I think I've taken so much. Like I talk about so many greats because these are past greats that I'm talking mm. about. I'm not talking about current fighters now. Mayweather's obviously still around, but... The reason why I talk about so many great champions in their life is because I've taken so much little things, attributes mm. from their lifestyle, their mindset, their, mm. their fighting style. It doesn't matter what they do, the things they've went through. It's like it's like it's implanted now. Like mm. I kind of have to speak on it in my sense because yeah. I feel like I've learned so much off these fighters and I don't even know them. Mm. But like it's like I've learned, so I've been with them and I've learned so many things yeah, from yeah. them. So I think as a boxer, as a fighter, and this goes out to any fighter that watching young fighters, you know, even fighters that are probably further down the track, you know mm. what I mean? Not mentality-wise, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, him, yeah, Like, always study boxing. Like, there's something I always, like, tell my, like, even the amateur boxing in the gym, study boxing, study it, because boxing, like, you, it's not just a thing that you just fight and you say a natural ability. Mm. It's muscle memory. Yeah. It's a mentality. You want to learn from different great champions. You want to learn from Inoue. You want to learn from mm. Salvador Sanchez. You want to learn from Mayweather. You want to learn mm. from Duran. Learn little things. Learn the negative things about mm. the life. What what made Duran go to a situation yeah. where he didn't want to be in? Like what did mm. Mayweather do in his life that was negative? What and also look at the good things that they did, like the mm. the shoulder roll. I don't know mm. little things like that. I see a lot of people doing the shoulder roll. It's um, a very hard thing to perfect. It right? is. I, can't, I to be fair, I'm not. I can't. Oh, <laughs> you did it well in your last fight. I, that I, was something I was pleasant. I was quite yeah. surprised with. <laughs> I do it, but I don't abuse it though. You do it at the right times. It's about timing. Like I think at yeah. the time it was just like a natural. Because the one thing I was impressed with in that fight was um, you were unleashing a lot of um, a high volume of punches on your opponent, but the odd time he would swing, and it would be you could tell he would put a lot into yeah, the yeah, punch. Yeah. You were there straight away, ready yeah, to yeah, ready yeah. to roll it. Yeah. So you were always, no matter how much you were unleashing you were still ready for that counter yeah, to come yeah, back course. and you were rolling it every time. And it, it, it was good that I think there was some showmanship there where, where you were rolling it and, it and it was looking quite good. Is yeah, that something yeah. you'd practice? Because I hadn't seen that too much in any of your other fights. Well, I don't think anyone really threw many punches in the other fight. I didn't think really get yeah. a chance, did I? But yeah, um, yeah like... Did um, you enjoy that? It seemed like you were really enjoying yourself. In, I was just there. I was just in my own zone. Really? Man. Like it's like you know when you're just in your own zone, I'm just staying. I'm yeah. just I don't know. I watched it back. I was like, wow. I well, didn't where does that, that performance that. rank amongst your previous performances? That was probably my best performance. Yeah, I've I, had, um, I, I think so. Yeah, I've had some good performances. I fought a Mexican fighter in my fourth fight. That was good. Mm. That was more of a toe-to-toe fight though. There's, yeah, the skill involved, but like more like body punching and combination punching. Whereas this one was more like 
you've seen a bit of everything okay and i think that is the real me yeah but i can do better than that do though. you feel yourself now progressing fight on fight yeah man like it doesn't like listen every fight i take it's just another stepping stone yeah. to being even more greater. rounds in the bag yeah right? more rounds so like there's so like i said there's so much politics this fight was supposed to be a six rounder but unfortunately it went down to four rounds but i was just so happy that i was on sky sports mm. but like at the same time everything happens for a reason mm. so now that i go into my sitting my next fight will be a six rounder you're gonna i'm that fight that breaks you down mentally and physically mm. over time so like you know like i seen mayweather do i seen loads of fights salvador sanchez used to take people to the later rounds and stop them that's the same mentality i have like mm. i am some people have a, a great knockout punch in round one round mm. two i'll take that fighter into the later rounds and drown them mm. you know what i mean because i've got that fitness to take on all the way to round 10 and mm. take these guys out you know what i mean mm. that's the way i can fight so i've got a bit of everything in my in my um you know my, my attributes i've got loads of attributes i've got loads of things i'm still working on i go gym i work on my jab sometimes or sometimes i just take my glove off and just work on my jab sometimes sometimes i use my right hand i, I perfect my combination punching i watch in your way i watch all these other fighters and just use their attributes and use it put it into my style yeah i think what a lot of people especially um kind of your more casual boxer fans probably don't notice is even when obviously you're, you're trying to perfect your trade, right? Even throwing a jab, there's a probably about a million intricacies of when you're throwing a jab of the million different things you have to remember, yeah, yeah, the yeah. angle, the the footwork, the, the turning of, uh, of the foot. There's just a million things and a million ways where perfecting the jab it's, it never becomes something which you should just forget about, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just your staple of, of your boxing it, yeah. is perfecting the jab. Well, I think the jab is the best punch in the in boxing. Yeah. I think I think my favorite everything up, right? My, my favorite punch is the left hook to the body. Yeah. Definitely, I love the left hook. Uh, you threw a lot of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, like, yeah, you know that once again, that wasn't actually in my weight category. So, like, if someone at super bantamweight feels them, they're gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. But was that kid not in your weight category? That, was, that was above that. He came in at nine stone five, so he was actually above super featherweight. So, so you... I actually fought two and a half weight categories above. Oh wow! Weight, and I still put in a great performance. So to do that, did you have to try and accommodate and put on a bit as well for? Yeah. For so that? like we found out, which was not ideal for you, but I guess you just I, have to do I, it. Right? I was supposed to set to fight a, a guy called Darwin Martinez, okay. um, but obviously he was at eight stone twelve. He fought somebody else around that time. You know what I mean? So mm. uh, he fought someone on the show. The, the fight was a fly. His name is Noel Berry. He fought him, and I was supposed to fight Darwin Martinez. But obviously, some next thing happened. So I was actually weighing at eight stone thirteen, eight stone twelve a week before the fight, which is a good because my nutritionist said at some point maintain this weight. I was strong. I was big for the weight. Mm -hmm. If you probably seen, mm -hmm. I was weighing, and then I had. It's very hard to put on weight in two days, especially when it's the last minute. You find that you're fighting someone different. So I went to nine stone one. Um, I, I made nine stone one point mm -hmm. five ounces, which is fifty seven point eight. Mm -hmm. But um, if before that, which is eight stone twelve, is around fifty six point five. Mm -hmm. So I had to put. I only put a kilo and a half on. Mm -hmm. He came in at nine stone five, mm -hmm. which is sixty kilo. So okay. he was actually he had a bit more like weight on him. You were fifty seven. Yeah, fifty th th three kilos. <laughs> yeah, it's, is it's, a big difference. Yeah, exactly. So, but I wasn't bothered I don't because I've allow sparred that in the amateurs, would they? No, no, no. I've sparred people like bigger than me. So I wasn't really. Mm. To me, I said to my coach, listen. It's another obstacle in, in your do, way, right? I'm you just got to get the business done. I'm here to do a job, man. I'm here mm. to do, you know, show everybody why I'm the truth. And, you know, I'm going to show everyone. Everyone enjoyed it. You know mm. what I mean? Everyone in the crowd, I can, they loved the way I fight because it was different. They've probably said never seen it. My style is very unique. It's mm. a different type of style. 
I've got a bit of Mexican style. I've got a bit of skill like pen or Whitaker mm. with my style with dodging the punches and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so, it, it is a strange yeah, style. Yeah, that you've got. Not, not strange, but it's different. It's, it's like I can do everything. Yeah, I can yeah. literally, if I want to switch you up to like a, a close toe to toe fight, I can do that. If I want to switch you up to on the ropes, messing around, little mm. things, like, just, just, just hypothetically if yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. But I can do a lot of different things. I can switch mm. to, but I think that's a, it comes down to studying. It's muscle yeah. memory, isn't it? So I think all this muscle memory, it's just in, like so as soon as i get if i went sparring tonight it de- it just depends how i feel how i want to spar <laughs> you, you seem to be in the gym a hell of a lot morning day and yeah, night in, in terms of recovery <laughs> and the toll on your body what, what do you do for, for for recovery so people don't realize this saturday is my day off yeah so i take saturdays off um but i, I sleep a lot as well yeah. i have a nine hour sleep every night mm. so like even if i'm up till late i'll make sure i'm having no, nine hours yeah. sleep, you know what I mean, or at least eight and a half or yeah. eight hours. So my recovery is good. Um, I take cold showers, cold plunges. Mm. I do yeah, things yeah. like that. I do a lot of breath work as well. So there's a lot of things I do behind the scenes. Obviously, people think like, "Yo, this kid's always in the gym, man. How's he? How's he running seven miles nearly every day?" But what people don't realize, I got the right recovery. I got the right people around me to support me doing it. And even from listening to you now on this podcast, not just recovery, but what you're doing outside the gym in the gym you're doing that many of the right things yeah i don't know how you can't not get to the place where you want to get to yeah, yeah, so yeah. if anyone's got faith in you i have 100 yeah i appreciate but, that um before we do wrap up i know there's a couple of uh, big fights that have been scheduled which i just want to get your opinion on um so probably the big one coming up tyson fury versus Usyk. i'll give you my opinion first of all yeah, yeah, on, on what yeah, i think yeah, yeah. and you'll probably tell me i'm completely wrong yeah, yeah. I think if Usyk and Fury were the same or a similar height, I think Usyk would would destroy. Because I don't think anyone can. I feel like it's very hard to touch, especially with what he did in the amateurs. I just feel like he's too good. Mm. But I feel like with the height difference, that will be Fury's savior. I think, and I think that last fight against Ngannou, where now people are saying, "Oh, Fury, has he got it? Is he not? Has he still got it?" I feel like he he's at his best when everyone's against him kind of thing and when he's the underdog yeah. so i feel like fury would probably edge it i think um, what do you think I, you know what i i don't know man it's a, it's a, it's a it's tough, tough one, fight because uh, music's got a very different complete mm. different like different style to fury it's not even like i can just imagine i can imagine but the only way i can see it being a 50 50 fight mm. I think if Usyk uses boxing skills very well, he can he can win. But after the last fight with Tyson Fury, I just don't know. I don't mm. know if he's the same Tyson Fury. This is what that's mine. Is what he is about thirty. He's getting on a bit now. Yeah, as well. but it's funny though because you said the, the right thing there. Like with Tyson Fury, you don't know which one comes up. So mm. when he fought Wilder the the second time, mm. just a comp- like mm. different. It was just yeah. different, wasn't it? And mm. the third time was even worse. Yeah, and then he fought. Um, did he fight anyone after that? Yeah, he fought Dylan White, didn't he? Yeah, and he's fought Ngannou. And Ngannou, yeah, like and Chisora, so, yeah. Chisora for the third time as Edge trilogy in it. Um, but I, I think music. I'm edging towards music. Yeah, I don't know why. I think music's got the skills, and I think his mindset's very strong. And I think he's he he is the guy that everyone kind of like. If to be fair, I'm a Joshua fan in it, so yeah, I think. I think opinion. Joshua could have fought him a hundred times and lost a hundred times. I nah, see I don't know, him. man. I think he, I think he can beat him, man. I think Joshua had it in him. I think it's just that sometimes when the whole world is against you, it does catch up to you as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So like you got to remember, Joshua went so shoulders. much. He went to stardom, very very good as well. Mm. Like the way he did it was great, but at the same time, when he took that L against Andy Ruiz, that kind of ruined his 
mm. that feeling inside of me. It's like, wow, like I thought I was unstoppable. I, I was the man that I was knocking Andy him. Ruiz, because of his physique, I think was underrated. Yeah, but Andy Ruiz is one of them fighters that like he's a good he's, puncher. I like yeah, when, when he can bang, man. Yeah, like, yeah. You see what he did to flipping Louis Ortiz and that, like. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, him and Josie Parker's fight was very controversial. Mm. Like they fought, and I think they fought in Australia mm. before. And I watched that fight, and that that fight was close. Like, Josie mm. Parker may have edged it, but mm. like Andy Ruiz was not a pushover, mm. and especially he's not like a person where. You, I would not have him as a, a quick fight to just come in like that's just mm. a dangerous fight to yeah. have you know what I mean but Yuzik I'm going with Yuzik on that one I mm. think he's got it in him I think he can work his angles well I think Tyson Fury will get confused but if Tyson Fury comes out and catches him because Tyson Fury can bang you've seen it now he could do it but yeah Yuzik that's the man okay. I'm going for uh, interesting, interesting yeah yeah and obviously you've got Joshua and Garnu. um I think Joshua will, yeah, will yeah. deal with him. I think now he knows he needs to be on guard because Ngannou, fair play to him. He, he, he did a lot better than I expected yeah, against no, Fiori. Yeah. So I think Joshua will know he'll have to be on guard. I wouldn't be surprised if Joshua stops him or knocks him out, to be honest. I yeah, think... I think I think Joshua's too too advanced for yeah. Ngannou. Ngannou's a good fighter, but I think I think maybe Tyson Freeman might not have taken it seriously. I, I think that was a combination of Fiori <coughs> massively underestimating him. And Nganu over, but it gives Joshua confidence though for Tyson Fury because yeah. Nganu has the same type of shape in it as, as yeah, Joshua. Yeah. So I think and mm. and Joshua's a lot stronger. I would say I would think I personally think he's stronger. I always think Joshua would have gave Fury a lot of problems, even like if it happened a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah it'd be. A, I think that's one of the ones everyone wants to see, right? Yeah, I think you know the main p- thing that people should be looking at is for Jay Opatia. Have you ever heard of him, Jay Pattaya? The the cruiserweight from Australia. He knocked out the got he knocked out Elizor in the first round. Oh, uh, the is this about oh, Pattaya? Pattaya, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. So he, he just fight on a card recently. He fought. He beat Jordan Thompson. Elizor yeah. was a good fight. He beat Elizor. I've heard of Elizor. Oh, was it yeah. Elizor? Did he knock out Elizor? Yeah, 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 that was the one but I saw. The thing yeah, is, yeah. Elizor is not a bad fighter. Like yeah, I watched him yeah, in the box not... series. I've seen him fight. Um, that was a bit of a concussive like, knockout, yeah, wasn't that it? Was, that's brutal. And the thing is, like, like I said, like Elizor is not a bad fight. He's a good mm. fighter for what he's doing. Mm. He's beaten some decent fighters in the UK already. Mm. You know what I mean? And where he's from the boxer series, he beat fighters to an Opatia. Like I think he's the next heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, I think he'll. I'll he'll, keep an eye out on undisputed. Listen, watch yeah. him against Jordan Thompson. You'll see what he's brutal. He's having a rematch with Marius Breedus, and you can see he's got a lot of fire mm. in him. Most active. He's fighting again already in five months. He's had three or four fights. He got stripped off the IBF, but um, he's coming back now, and like he's gonna fight Marius Breedus for the vacant IBF again. So they're having a rematch. Watch them fights. Trust mm. me, you'll see where he's a okay. Very, nah, very, yeah. very. Nah, that. like people like if you if, if you watch him, mm. like I used to think like nah, I don't think. But when I watched him, I was like, wow, mm. this guy. You can see he's got that fire, that spark of in his in in his chest. He's just focused, man. He's okay. in, and he's just mm. like a, you know, them them Simone t- fighters, yeah, yeah, dangerous yeah. fighters, man. Definitely you know, the warriors, you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. All right, yeah, that's one I'll definitely keep an eye out for. But um, yeah, just before we wrap up, I know you, you touched on it earlier, how much kind of God has a, has a big part to play uh, in your career, right? You're, you're very close to God, um, to Waiguru. You go to Godwara mm. um, quite regularly. Um, and I think with fighters like yourself, I know there's Dylan Chima, Indabasi, I think there's Callum Singh as well mm. on the scene. I think it's given this younger generation a lot of 
inspiration that they're seeing you guys and, and what you're doing because there weren't many role models like yourself from a seat background yeah, yeah. on the boxing scene even thinking back to when i was an amateur didn't didn't really see any even just boxing as an amateur i only see maybe one one or two others but i think you guys are, are definitely become an inspiration now to the younger generation but what would be your advice to somebody who who's either just started boxing or maybe hasn't started boxing yet but is thinking of taking up the sport and how they can succeed in the sport of boxing what, what's the type of mindset that they need to have i would say just listen first thing is listen to your coach mm. like i know that's a, a pretty simple thing but make sure your heart's in it as well mm. because you see boxing it's it's a very very tough game it's only it's only it's only built for the people that can that need to let that that fire out type mm. thing you know what i mean like mm. i had it in me so i was kind of lucky i had it but um it's a very tough game man like it can mentally mess you up like he said mcgregor lost his mind mm. and the probably like now i can talk about this like to be fair it's a good good way for me to end end this off like mm. but boxing is one of them sports that takes over your whole life for mm. me it's taken over my whole life it's made me think differently um i've literally sacrificed so much for the sport of boxing people don't realize like just know you 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 have mm. to make massive sacrifices friendships relationships anything family relationships it doesn't matter like you have to be so locked in and so focused to get to where you want to be and that's what i'm getting to where mm. i want to be i mentioned this earlier in the interview and um, in the podcast boxing is not a, a you can't play it you can't play box it's not like football team sports where you can have someone mm. that you can pass the ball to and help yeah, out yeah. You've got to stay focused. It's you versus you. Mm. Can't look at anybody else. Can be so mm. much critics. But if you really want to put your life into boxing, listen to your coach is yeah. the first thing. Because I know it's just discipline. First yeah. thing you do is listen to your coach. First thing, even sometimes now, like my coach will say to me, have a rest day. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to, but I listen. Yeah. Because he's my coach, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there to guide me. Mm. Like Richie, Richard Carter is a great, he used to be a professional himself. Yeah. He wants the best for me, you know what I mean? Mm. So I listen to what he's got to say. Like, if he doesn't want me to spar one day, sometimes I ask to spar. He said, no, nah, I don't <laughs> think you should spar today. You know what I mean? And he's like, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like, calm. Like, you, you guys built I mean? that trust. Yeah, yeah. He's a good yeah. guy, man. Like, good guy. Like, you know what I mean? And also listen to your family as well. Like, your dad, your mom, the people that are around mm. you. Make sure you got a good team around you. Like, anyone that wants to get into boxing, like, it's a hard one because there's so many things I can say, but it depends on the person as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had a different upbringing. That person could come from a rich background, mm. whereas I come from a, a stable, okayish background. Do you know what I mean? So for the, the the advice I can give is listen to your coach, stay focused on your graft. If you really want to go into boxing and you want to be the best in the world, stay focused. Don't listen to all the bad critics and just focus on you. Yeah. That's it. That's I'm here to inspire everybody anyway. Like there's a lot of young people that, you know, that that look up to me and you know drop me a little message in my request i do see them you know mm, what i mean and mm. I, I always say like thank you to everybody that shows me love and respect you know what i mean and boxing's a tough game man you know mm. what i mean for fighters if you take it out like a lot of fighters take it out and get depressed and stuff mm. like that it's like a it's a very like draining sport but at the same time like if you want to be something special and you want to create a legacy you want to get to anywhere you want to be you gotta take all these with a. Gotta take the hours. You gotta or... take. You gotta take everything the way it comes, and you gotta just stay focused on what you wanna do, and like just you gotta keep moving forward because no one's gonna care when you lose. You know what I mean? That's how it is. It's true. So just, just yeah, just uh, to everyone, to everyone, just like that wants to get into boxing, just stay on it, man. That's it. Like it's different mm. for it's it's a t it's a difficult one for me Depends to explain. Depends on, on that on purpose. purpose. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it be they actually wanna take it as a kind of career yeah, yeah, path, yeah. whether they 
just want to build confidence, self-defense. There's many different reasons, right, for for turning to uh, turn to boxing. But I think, like you said, if there's one thing you're going to get from it, it's that resilience, how to kind of overcome various setbacks, discipline. I think there's so many great things that it teaches yeah, you, yeah. right? Like I, I did it from a young age as well, and that stuff has stayed with me. And it definitely taught me how to overcome setbacks. So I think if there's one thing that's certain in life, is that you're going to face L's at, at yeah, some man, point. Definitely. You're going to face your setbacks, whether you like it or not. And I think something that boxing teaches you is how to overcome those setbacks again yeah, and yeah. again and again. It builds that resilience, right? It's just mental toughness, isn't mm. it? It just comes back yeah. down. Like boxing just always comes back to mental. Mental. It's all mental. It's all yeah. like 90% of, um, 90% of boxing is mental strength. That's what yeah, it completely is. Agree. You know what I mean? So you can have the best ability or mm. whatever. I said this earlier in the podcast as well. But... It's down to this because you mm. could have the best ability, but in round yeah. six, you're, you're blowing and you're like, oh, yo, yeah, I'm taking yeah. punches. But what's going to, that, that sparking to come out like Gatti did? If you freeze in the lights, then. There yeah. you go, man. Like, it's boxing, yeah, it's just one of the sports. So, yeah, man, just stay, like, once again, I'm going to say it one more time because yeah, I, I think it's a great message. But listen to your coach, stay focused, don't listen to anybody else, and never give up. That's the main thing yeah. I say to stay, no, stay focused and use them. Um, Stay disciplined, but never abuse it either. Mm. Anything you get taught, yeah, don't yeah. go using it and beat yeah, people yeah. up. You know what I mean? That's something I would always say because a lot of young people think it's a joke. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm boxing, I know to write a hook someone now, mm. I'm going to hook someone in the mm. face. That's not what we want to try mm. and inspire. But dangerous, dangerous. One thing game. I want to add as well is like, I'm not just here to inspire, like, because I know I'm, I'm here to pave a pathway for Punjabi fights, but I'm here to inspire everybody. Yeah. Because that's who I am. You know, I've no, always been inspiring yeah, every, yeah. all the younger generation, anyone that wants to get into boxing because. We're all one in this world, and I believe that, like you know, everybody's the same in this world. Mm. Like we're all equal, you know what I mean. Mm. And I think that I can show if I can inspire one kid to go far, like I did with myself. You know mm. what I mean? Like no one really inspired me. There was not really a person that really inspired me. Obviously, my family pushed me, but if I had a role model, there was never a role model. If I could be a role model to somebody, and you watch my mm. videos or you meet me in real life, use my experiences, use my ability, mm. use my mindset, and to get to where you want to be and then go for it, man. Like yeah. I'm here to, that's, that's what I'm here to do, man. That's spot on. And I think that last piece of advice you gave about not giving up is, is a key one as well. Cause if there's one thing that I always think about, especially when we face these day to day adversities in life and you have those, maybe those little moments that creep in where you feel like giving up. I always remind myself, if you want to get to that place where you want to be in life, this, the moment where you feel like giving up is where most people would give up. So you need to carry on. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you want to be different, that's where you then need to carry on. So any moment you feel like giving up, just remember that's what most people would do. So keep plucking away, right? That's it, man. Definitely. No, spot on. Right. No, thank you for coming on, Gully. That's been a well. great chat. It's one that I've been looking forward to <laughs> for a while. And if there's something that I'll say, is that I'm pretty sure you're going to get to where you got to and we can clip that up i know you're going to do some great things in the sport of boxing and i want you back on when you've uh when you've got that first title which i'm sure isn't isn't too far away no it's not far and away definitely. i'll definitely be keeping a close eye and i'll definitely be there at your next fight as well so Appreciate it, man. i'm gyan gill thanks for listening to below the belt podcast don't forget to like subscribe and stay tuned